middle. You just like to do this. It's not an end, and that's it. All your work done. It's, it takes so long to actually edit anything. It does my tits in. See, actually, like, because I then I then have to listen to it all back, and then I have to like timestamp it myself, and then go back, and then you have to zoom in and edit. No, you've got a wee bit of music added at the start, a wee bit of music added at the end, and that's it. We'll just have to deal with the consequences of it gets said in between guys. Okay. So if you say anything that's particularly wrong, um, like saying you'd go for a pint with Hitler, it's getting left in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, really. <laughs> but what I'll do is I'll play the music now that in the edit to show my editing skills where I've actually managed to cut it in a little bit so it's no right at the start and that's that's talent by the way it'd probably, t- probably take me about three hours to do it <laughs> sorry I don't speak moron as well as you but let me try what the hell is supposed to do you moron it's a moron that's not against the law God, you fucking moron I stop like Batman because he is Batman you moron what are you a fucking moron you moron! Drop dead. Moron. Whoa! Up here, you morons! Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! Hey, moron! But uh, for you that are still listening after that one minute rant of shite, uh, welcome in. This is Morons Review Movies. We are down to the last <laughs> two movies, beginning with the letter B on this, uh, this, this this failed season that we've attempted and we're changing as of next season. Um, but we are going to talk about, first of all, Borg versus McEnroe, because I can't remember the last ones that we've done, so let's just crack straight on with this one. Uh, this was the story of a 1980 tennis rival, rivalry between the placid Bjorn Borg and the volatile John McEnroe. And this was selected by Burnsy. Now, Burns is our resident sports expert. Um, he's watched many, 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 many sports movies and he really knows his stuff. So we were very excited when he picked this because obviously he'd done his research. So Burns, we'll come to you first of all to get your thoughts on Borg versus McEnroe. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I so I'd seen this on like Amazon or wherever before. So it was something I was going to watch but i probably would never because i never sort of stick on a film and just watch it's only these ones that i do watch but anyway as i'm glad i chose it because if i was watching it myself would have turned it off so you all had to deal with the pain that i had for the <laughs> 45 minutes or however long it was um i just i just thought it was really really poor like Usually in films, when I, I would, I'll quite often talk about how the flashbacks are used well and stuff, but for this, I just thought it didn't work at all. There was parts of it where, not obviously the two tennis players, but as coaching that, to me, like, he obviously looked a lot older, but it was it just didn't work, like, at all. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't enjoy those parts. Like, parts I did enjoy was when... Um, Borg, Bjorn Borg was younger but like there was nothing about McEnroe when he was younger that would have made it far more interesting it was all it was all based on Bjorn Borg when obviously the title of the film suggests it's going to be balanced which it wasn't for a start um, I think maybe about a third of the film was all based on their final at um, Wimbledon as well like I know it's a sports film but if I think back to the wrestler when we used that then 
there was a lot of wrestling, but it wasn't so constant. Like there was gaps in it for what I remember as well. What did you think about that, Kel? There was see we just with you saying about the the flashbacks towards McEnroe and Bond and stuff. I feel I feel like I wanted to know more about McEnroe's childhood with his dad yeah. because they alluded to this big friction and big issue between him and his dad, and it just was over in seconds. And like the 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 fact that they they showed you the bit where he was doing the maths thing, and then they showed you the bit where he's in his hotel hotel room and he's trying to phone his dad. It was obviously a really really important thing in his in his life, and it just goes back to Borg and his coach that was a failed tennis player. Do you know what I mean? It was quite a it was quite frustrating that they never gave it that 50-50 in there. This was literally a Borg movie where McEnroe sprinkled a little bit to the side. Mm-hmm. I'd actually go as far as to say this would be better if it was just McEnroe. <laughs> because... Well, that was the one I was more interested in as well, yeah. The little bits you got are his backstory and his life and his character and the fact that it was much better acted We've mentioned Shia LaBeouf a few times, and he's the only the demon feature of this film for me, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. If this was just about John McEnroe's life, it made me think a, a movie about John McEnroe's life would be quite good, but mm-hmm. Bjorn Borg's a boring bastard, and why do you end fucking an hour of this movie mm-hmm. looking at him being a boring bastard? Like, fuck me, man. It's zero facial expressions whatsoever, the actor as well, eh? Like, there was just... It played him. I, 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 it was Sver Gundnason. It was bad. Yeah, I thought Beyond Borg came across as a bit of an arsehole as well, which obviously, which like they obviously give this bravado that he's loved by the public and whatever. Which I mean, obviously, all too young to remember it, I think. But um, or even I've I've not went back to watch any any clips or whatever. But at least Macano's like the character, obviously, that you do know bits about. Is he has got a personality? Because Beyond Borg just comes across as like. Nothing. Andy's a complete dick towards his coach and his wife at points when he's like chucking them out and whatever. Which I was obviously thinking that they would be portraying him as this good guy, whereas he didn't come across as that at all. And then all and then also like even the even the Wimbledon part final is it it was obviously meant to be built up as this big crescendo and it just fell flat for me. I didn't really understand what the what the actual fascination with it is because I think it was I think it was part of because it was poorly written as well and maybe the camera angles maybe it just looked looked shit when they were on the court um, but I don't think it was like it's not it's up there with some of the worst that we've watched I would say but just because it wasn't something that I was it wasn't as much a chore for me to watch it was more just that I wasn't enjoying it then that's why it's not up there with some of the shit that we've watched before I like this. Oh. <laughs> you've, not, you've not said a word since I joined the call, like even five minutes before we came live. Like you've not said a single word. <laughs> I, I, I'd uh, picked up a wee scent that this wasn't really favoured by you, so I was quite surprised. Uh, the only thing that I, that I didn't particularly like about it is that this is basically, this obviously is about a rivalry between two two tennis players a pretty famous rivalry in the sport, but this is only really when it started. Like They faced yeah. each other again at Wimbledon the next year, and McEnroe won. Mm-hmm. And then Borg retired. So I thought that this was going to be basically built over like two years, basically. So you would it would start with like the initial final at Wimbledon in 80, 
and then would build up to the final in eighty one. I think that would have been a better film. Yeah. But I still I, I still enjoyed this. I thought because I thought me about how Bog came across as a dick and stuff like that. I think that it's obviously intentional because and obviously it's retired it was at twenty six. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously struggling with the 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 mental aspects of being a top level athlete or whatever and the expectation on him and the pressure that's put on him and the pressure he puts on himself. So I think that's just what they were trying to portray. Whereas Mackinac's the polar opposite in that basically everything that he's got, like building up inside him, he lets out. So it is like that's why they say there's like a machine against a, a a loose cannon or whatever the term was that they used. Whereas like Bog's just seen as this like robot who just relentlessly plays, doesn't show any emotion. He's emotionless, obviously on the face of it, like in the in the public eye. Uh, so I think that's what it was meant to be like. I don't think he was supposed to be portrayed to be this good guy or anything like that. Because I, sorry, you very rarely can can be a good guy if you're at the top level of like your profession like that. Like forget being a sportsman. If you're at the top level of your profession, 90% of things you're going to be a wanker. You, you've got there by making difficult decisions, by not really taking into consideration other people a lot of the time. So it, it, that's just what they are. I'm pretty sure that 90% of footballers are pricks and all like, at the top of their profession and any other sport in the world. Like, what you see in camera isn't there, is absolutely nothing what they're going to be like behind closed doors. Uh, I'm quite surprised that, obviously, I've not heard what Hunter's got to say, but just kind of he nodded at the start, so I'm assuming he didn't like it either, but I'm quite surprised he didn't like it. Actually, I did enjoy it. It wasn't brilliant or that, but and like films that like do hook me in, like it's a obviously like, like sport, I like sport, I like kind of bi- biopics or whatever whatever the term is for it, uh, or as Hunter says, films that are based on true stories that actually happen in real events. <laughs> <laughs> so like I always like to see how accurate as to the actual story, and as as Bonzi said, we're about a decade off actually, more than a decade of being able to actually watch this at the time. But you can obviously go back and have a look. And I thought the the way that they'd done the actual matches at Wimbledon, I thought was really good. It it did feel like Wimbledon. I thought that both of them bared quite a resemblance to the actual characters that they were playing. It did, yeah. And Shia LaBeouf's mannerisms, even of John McEnroe, because you still see John McEnroe on TV, they're now doing these, obviously, he's a pundit or whatever it is you want to call mm. him. So you can still pick up just the wee small mannerisms, like just the way that he shifts his face and the way that he speaks. So he's obviously studied them really well. So I just like that side there. I, I thought the story was absolutely fine. The flashbacks were fine for me. Uh, I, it was just, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, it's not going to get a five or anything like that, but... Uh, I'm quite surprised that you didn't really feel the. Well, you all seem to be feeling the same. The big issue for me, though, is Sean, is you described what would be a much better movie than what we got. Yes. Mm-hmm. What for me this is all the flashbacks were showing you how uh, Bjornborg's coach took his personality away and made him boring and dull as fuck, and then you you seen loads of that. You seen all this like emotion and f- fire and and like hunger that he had as a kid get taken away from him and then you got a tiny little snippet of what McEnroe was like as a kid like if they split it 50-50 and showed you a better upbringing of the two of them and then led to that first match and then moved into the next one it'd be much much better I feel like it was getting on the cusp of getting good like the last the last act so to speak of, of the movie was by far the best part of it 
And when you see Shia LaBeouf, like the, or sorry, John McEnroe winning over the crowd, that stuff was quite interesting and good, but it mm-hmm. was just so boring leading up to it, like watching him moaning about cars not having the right upholstery. And But even that, again, it's, if it can be arrogant, he's at the top of his sport, he's earned the right in that sport to be like that and be a diva, but he was just bland and boring, like sitting and watching him breathing on the end of the bed. It was just like, I know that they mentioned it and it adds to the character of him, but I just feel like it was portrayed quite poorly in the movie. It's just stuff that, when they've written this or when they've, when they've decided to go for this, they've clearly went in and said, look, Let's do ninety percent of all the quirky stuff that Borg does. Uh, Borg does, and we'll add a little bit of McEnroe in. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I I think I get a lot of Sean's points, but I definitely am on the Kyle side of my issues are not so much that it was such a shit film as that this could have been a brilliant film. Like I just like this potentially could have been great. This falls into our wheelhouse, like of like you said films based on two events of uh, things that might have happened in the past. Um, and <laughs> it's also got, it's an iconic sporting thing, right? But leading into this, I was quite excited because, like, I like Bjorn Borg. I've always, in my mind, he's a super cool cunt. Uh, I've got Bjorn Borg boxers. Like, he's a handsome, super talented guy. And, like, battle and special. Aye, and you've got all this to play with about the fact that he was, he did so much for 19 to 24, right? Five Wimbledons in a row for a teenager. It's unbelievable when you think about it, right? And there's so many interesting things we could have learned about. But we saw him running through the woods after getting some shots called out. And we spent, all the scenes were so long. And at the start, I was in a bit of hurry to watch this today. And it was about nine minutes in. Nothing had happened. Nobody had even really said anything. There was just these like long shots of like nothing. It was just like artsy, wanky shite. But it could have been good because I, I agree that Shia LaBeouf was brilliant. Like I, do, I think he nailed it, absolutely nailed it. And he was let down by how the final product came out. I think if it's that, see if you'd, what you'd done was, because I quite liked the last, I liked the actual Wimbledon match. I know somebody said it was a bit too long or whatever. No, I, was, I liked that. If it was for me, right, I would have had the first 45 minutes of this film being the first final, right, the one in 1980. With the flashbacks in between the sets, I've given you bits of the backgrounds. And then mm-hmm. second half of the film was the second final. And even if you want to spend the first half concentrating more on Bjorn Borg's flashbacks, because it's he wins it and it's about him. And then the next one you get to see, because I want to know what happened in the year between. Did Bjorn Borg go more mental or did Mackinac get better? Or, like, what was the script? How did it... It was like you got a half... It's like they ran out of time making this film, or they only had the budget. They were going to bring a sequel or something, and then they just patched it. Aye, like, there wasn't enough there to make us two movies either. Do you mean, you could have made one really good movie, and I just think at least 50% of this is just wasted camera time. Like, see fucking John McEnroe getting in the wee argument with his guy, with his pal, with the fucking ankle... Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Like it, it just they, they were. It was felt like they were purposefully showing us the uninteresting bits. Like you saw him sitting in the hallway getting called in for therapy. You saw him going in and sitting talking to the ther- starting to talk to the therapist, right? And I'm like, oh, this could be interesting. Let's find out a wee bit about 
maybe him and his relationship with his dad or why he's fucking so angry. You never get to see what makes him change for a, a mild-mannered kid that does math sums to this fucking unhinged sort of character. You never, you don't get any of the in-between bit. So you're just, I was like, all oh, right, okay, we're going to get some therapy stuff. Boom, just ends. Moves on to another scene. any of it. They genuinely dedicated a couple of minutes to him sitting in a waiting room, going into start therapy and then not showing you any of the therapy. Like, there was loads of things like that. Like, you had a minute of fucking Bjorn Borg naked in the shower lying down and fucking... It was just wasted time, so much wasted time. And then I got to the actual win with the final and then I thought, this could have been amazing. And I was just disappointed more than anything. Right, for me... It's kind of similar to what you've said in this. My thoughts on it are, this isn't a film about Borg versus Markin. This is a film about Bjorn Borg that happens to just have somebody well cast to play one character in the film. That's it. It's nothing to do with their rivalry at all. Um, I mean, I just, I, as it it's like a, I don't know why this story was told from this angle, but it's like a pro. Is that why did Bjorn? Bjorn Borg needs propaganda to get his story told. Like, that's just what it feels like. It's it's like they've the ended it when they've ended it, like, so that there's no, nothing on screen about him getting beat. All you get mm-hmm. is like, just a little text box at the end, or they played again the next year and John McEnroe won. There's not, it's not as if they want to show his demise on the court. And I don't know why it's, the story's told that way again. Is it the way that it's all been described from everyone so far, there is there's credence and there's a story in the middle. The characters are there to make a much better product than what has been produced. But I think the story or what could be a good story got lost in somebody having a hard on for Bjorn Borg and deciding to make a film about him rather than a story of the rivalry itself. I mean, when I went into this, I was expecting something along the lines of Rush. I think if you're talking about like a sporting film and there's a rivalry, that is great. That's intense. You're on the edge of your seat. You're Totally, you totally buy into that. Again, I think with that as well, you see when you've got two great actors playing the roles in that film as well, I think that helps with that. I think that's also what's been touched on already. What gets lost with this film is the fact the guy who's portraying Bjorn Borg, not only is he shite, but then he's up against Shia LaBeouf, who just fucking knocks him at the park as well. So it makes it even more obvious. And the fact that he's got 90% of the screen time, again, just adds to how shite it is as well. On that point, the the one uh, sort of funny negative I thought about Shia LaBeouf was so you, a couple of you mentioned the how the the actual tennis scenes were done. I thought I thought that some of it was amazing looking because they've obviously recreated the actual um, games, right? Points, sorry. And then there's bits where the actual actors are doing like the, the you can see this them that's running. And they're so unathletic, both of them. Shia LaBeouf especially. Like, you can tell he's not got an athletic bone in his body. And him, his funny wee shuffle, where it's, where you can tell when it's cut to the actual actor doing it from the stolen scenes for the actual, uh, what actually happened at the time. Uh, and I just get, I find myself laughing at the way Shia LaBeouf just fucking had a funny wee jiggly run about him. Uh, but I, the, the other guy, I know you have mentioned a few times about him being shite, and I think it's not the fact, Sean made a good point, this probably is quite accurate, maybe Bjorn Borg was totally like that, but you don't need shows it. And the guy was such a bad actor that there was no range, so it's, 
what was that happening was sort of him having this breakdown with his coach and his wife and all these things, but the actor never came across in any way like anything was going on. It just, there wasn't any contrast between like him being robotic on the court and different in his personal life. It was just, he was just walking about looking like a model because he was a handsome bastard, but wasn't an actor. So obviously this is like a, I'm assuming, um, like a Swedish-based film. And do you think it was made... Because I, I did see in the trivia, and I'm probably stealing some of your trivia here, Hunter, that it was in the Nordic countries, it was marketed as just Borg. Mm-hmm. Was, it, yes. was this just put in the sense of, like, we put McEnroe in there to get a bigger audience? Because uh, pretty much, Joey. What I didn't... What I was... Because I didn't know, I didn't know much about Borg, and I was like, oh, God, I didn't realise he's retired at 26. Like, how many things did he won? What was he like? And then I went in a just a a hole looking at different stuff, and I feel like after reading, it's so interesting. Kyle, it's Kyle's going. Yes. On you go, Sean. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, how far into the film uh, did you turn the subtitles on? Oh, yeah, good you froze there, so we never heard what you say, so oh. we'll come back to you. Uh, subtitles. I, I usually mine on all the time, so mind, I'd never... Because uh, <laughs> the Swedish scenes, so when they're, when they're speaking in uh, Swedish, that's a language, isn't it? Swedish. Uh, mm-hmm. Swedish. Yeah. We'll go with it anyway. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like I don't have subtitles on normally, so like they were just speaking in Swedish, so I thought it must be stuff that we don't really need to know. And then I was like, sitting I was like, no, nah, this is like an in-depth conversation here. So I just turned the subtitles on and it was giving you the translation. So I didn't think ball go back. It must have been about, I don't know, 15 minutes in or whatever. Uh, but I just wondered why why it was like that. I'm assuming that's a Disney thing. It must be a Disney thing because normally the, the boring stuff is subtitled in the actual yeah. cut. You don't need to put subtitles on. But yeah, I was the same as you. I was halfway through like a deep conversation with him and his wife. I was like, there's no way this is how this is supposed to be. But <laughs> on that point, there was also too much. Uh, we we quite like a foreign language film, but there was too many Swedish conversations. It's making sense now based on what Kyle was saying that this was a yeah. Swedish made market in mm-hmm. uh, those countries. Anyway, Kyle, you've put your uh, sound flows in your camera flows. So what did you say? You went doing a rabbit hole. I just just to, just to research and different bits about it and stuff, and I was reading that a lot of the things that McEnroe said on the court weren't didn't actually happen in that tournament. It was bits taken from other tournaments. So it, for me, it felt like they'd shoehorned McEnroe into this. They put a big name actor in there, put his name on the titles, there just to sell it a little bit better. But the film's all about Borg, and that just frustrated me even more. Like going back to what I was saying earlier about the stuff that I wanted to see from it. But when you look into it a little bit and see the research, it is a Nordic-based movie with mostly Nordic actors and Nord- Nordic marketing. Um, yeah, it was pretty, that, that was pretty one of my frustrations about it. Makes sense now. Mm-hmm. God, we've had a fair little rant about this one as well. It'll be interesting to see how we get on with the scoring in this. Hunter, <laughs> although I stole a little bit of the trivia, is there any more trivia you want to share with the gentleman? Aye, so uh, first of all, I've got... Uh... This is one obviously of great interest to me and maybe to Sean as well. So, Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe's shirts, shorts, and tracksuits have no logos. And this is obviously because a deal could a deal could not be stopped with either Fila, which was won by Borg, or Sergio Ticchini, which was won by McEnroe. So you might recognise the silhouette of the tracky top, but the badge is not there. Oh, yeah, I did see the photos after it. 
and uh, obviously it was like the actual pictures. I'm sure they showed at the end of the film as well. Uh, but I didn't even actually uh, click onto that at the time. But yeah, I mean, I'm just obviously a bigger tracksuit top virgin than everyone else. Oh, there is no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have Beyond Borg signers as well. Beyond Borg's stuff's quite cool, like makes cool boxers. There's a wee plug for Beyond Borg. You want sponsored? Uh, so uh, also, uh, Shia LaBeouf has grew his hair out for the role again. That's just Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I, I didn't notice uh, any uh, trivia on his uh, body odor for this film as we had in previous ones. So I can only presume after all that running about that he must have been ten times worse than what he previously was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and again, again, this is just touching on everything that we've mentioned about the angle that the film was shot from. So Bjorn Borg is thanked in the end credits, but not John McEnroe. Oh, <laughs> it all makes sense now. Like, yeah. at least I can, because I just thought it was a badly made film. It's just that I've got in with very different expectations as to what this is. It's terms, this would be like a messy V Ronaldo film with either being shot from filmmakers from Portugal or Argentina. That's it. Hi. <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd, I'd researched as well, Ellen, and I've, I've kept it up here to look at it, and it's uh, uh, an interview that uh, McEnroe done, and it says, uh, McEnroe slams the movie, I don't think it's good. Um, unfortunately, I wish it was a good movie, um, but I'm sad to say that it's not, a lot of it's not accurate. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't make it accurate. They made lots of stuff up. There's plenty of stuff. If they wanted to make me look like a jerk at times, they could have come up with something far better than what they came up with. So. I don't even think he came across that badly, innit? I think he came across better than Beyond Bordad, like I said earlier. <laughs> I think he just comes across as any t- typical competitive sportsman. Everybody knows about his outbursts. Even if mm-hmm. you're not a big tennis fan, you'll have seen clips. Uh, just I think the most famous one is uh, You Cannot Be Serious, where he's shouting that. Yeah. But like, I don't think he came across... I don't think they portrayed him that bad. Like, he, he was just... Like, like, I, I think the point he's making is that I think the point he's making is there was loads of legitimately interesting things that happened. And he's like, so why did you just make stuff up? Like, you should have just used stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he's saying, so- this, this is not a documentary or a true story. It's a fiction movie. I read the exact same as, I read the article that you saw, Kel, and that's exactly how I picked up the same as Daniel, that obviously they've, he, he he's obviously not given put the stuff away, but it's probably something that's quite pub, public knowledge, that the things that they could have done to make him look like an ash. And then if you wanted to do it properly, why not just, obviously it says at the end that they're best pals and he was like best man at his wedding, why not just mm-hmm. sit the bath they're doing for coffee and get the, the, straight from the horse's mouth and then copy with that in the script, rather than, yeah. hey, what, let's make up a story about no gave his pal and ankle stuff in the locker room that got it to beat him. <laughs> and that as well, when Daniel had said earlier about how that was, about that part, that seemed to go on forever for me as well, obviously because he's not responding, but I'm like, well, it was a well, what I was kind of like, this is just stupid anyway. And the fact he comes in after it is like, well, I never stole it and whatever. It was just completely pointless. Whereas it would have been, there was a lot, so much more legs in this film that they could have made it so much better. Yeah. There was, there was one, the biggest thing that annoyed me about the whole film was a little uh, continuity error where they told us how the first set went 6 1 and then they zoomed in on the scoreboard and it was 6 2. In the first set, <laughs> <laughs> and in real life it was six three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a. Uh, it, 
in 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 the goofs bit of IMDb, it says how there's a the the scoreboard never matched the match, so the scoreboard was always wrong. The tiebreak or something, and I was confused watching. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, "What on earth?" I thought it was me being thick, but now that you've said that, obviously wasn't it that. And uh, and uh, there's a revealing mistake in the goofs there about how green the grass was for centre court on the last day of Wimbledon. <laughs> Uh, that's that's fine. That's forgivable, but yeah, I make it look good for the film. Can I get the scoreboard wrong when you've fucking that? That bit's unforgivable. The scoreboard's yeah. the essential part, although I never noticed to be honest. Oh, I, I thought it was just about the fiction of the film rather than them actually just using proper information. <laughs> could have just made up made up the game completely. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the scoring goes for this, and I think we'll come to Sean first to get his score. Uh, I, I still, even after listening to you, it doesn't really change my thoughts on it. So I'm just uh, came in with uh, a three point five, and I'm just going to stick with a three point five. I did enjoy it. Whether Macino says it's false or no, it did. Even that, still, I still, still enjoyed it. I didn't really care. You, you articulated a better film. I know this. I, I may get a phone call after this if they're listening. <laughs> we'll send it to Sweden and see what they think. Hunter. Uh, 1.5 for me. 1.5. Daniel? A 1 for me. And that whole 1 is for Shia LaBeouf. Um, I'm also going to give it a 1. 1 for you as well. Good. And I'm going to give it a little bit better. I'm going to give it a 1.5. Just because just uh, Bjorn Borg was handsome as fuck. He was, eh? Like... He was a very, very handsome man. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like it. Shiloh was ugly. He's he's fine. <laughs> Bonzi, what does that do to the overall score then? A 1.7 overall. 1.7. Now, I think this is one of the very few times where Sean's got a significantly higher score than everybody else. So it'll be, ni- it'll be nice for when it goes up on the Instagram that uh, Sean, Sean, if people like this, that is. Sean gets a bit of leeway for once. Then, like I've said, I've a said backlash for Sweden from us for us for anyway. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. Though, sometimes people would actually just look at the overall score and just vilify you anyway. So, like three of us could score at fives and two of us could score at zeros, and you would get abuse for everyone would get abuse for co-scoring it so shit. Yeah, I'm thinking I might need to change the format of the both somehow to make it much clearer than the individual scores, like have our names tagged underneath each one or something. Uh, I don't think that would matter. I think some people just don't are too lazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> because basically what happens is, no matter who fucks it up, we all get it. Exactly. This <laughs> one collective mind is weird. Like the addresses is one person. <laughs> like I'm just looking forward to like when this goes up, there'll be there'll be a response under it and be like whatever Sean's wearing the picture, it'll just be that person Chloe doesn't like film. <laughs> and he's the one that's going to a three and a half. Oh fuck's sake. Well guys, that's uh, bringing us to the end of Borg versus McEnroe. I'm gonna say that one of the most disappointing movies that I've watched from my expectation going in. I'd probably say that's up there as one of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, we move on to next week with Black Swan, which I'm absolutely buzzing to talk about. Uh, bringing us to the end of the letter B. 
But thank you very much for those that have stuck around and listened to us. We appreciate you downloading and listening to Morons Review Movies. And on that note, as Morons bid you farewell. And Happy New Year. Boy, fuck me, it was a new year, wasn't it? <laughs> you said that last week. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not a new year. Just uh, about following uh, the new year. Aye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chinese New Year by the time this goes out, so it'll be good. You think we could have, you think we would have planned this at the letter B's finished in twenty twenty two and we started twenty twenty three fresh, but now we're gonna be a few weeks in. Uh the B thing's been a disaster. I'm looking forward to changing next week. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.